This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. It's that time again. Howdy, boys and girls. It is, oh, what is it? Saturday, January 18th of 2020. You are indeed listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI from the Northern Command Studio. We're right now looking out the window. It looks like I'm looking through a snow globe. I am John Shannon. By the way, the Northern Command Studio is located in Egan, Minnesota, just in case you cared. And from Queens, New York, in the Radio TFI Executive Tower. What floor are we on today, sir? 33rd and the 3rd. Come on, you got to move a little bit. Change the scenery a little bit. Anyways, in that lovely facility, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Good morning, kids and kittens. How are we today? We woke up at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time. It was 20 degrees. That's 20 degrees. And uh, we uh, we once again are filing our objections to cold weather. I, we're, we're not a fan of it. Mm. We don't think it's, we don't see the point. And uh, I just have to figure out where to file the paperwork. <laughs> I think that, I think the... Uh complaint department is one flight up if you get the picture yeah 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 we're expecting <laughs> about three inches of snow today but it's supposed to start as soon as we go off the air so it'll it'll be uh this big massive thing that's coming through john is i believe you're on the tail end of it now or you you're all done we're waiting our our turn it was windy it's cold i mean i went outside last night to take the trash out and I was wearing a long sleeve T-shirt, if you will, and look at me sounding like John Shannon now, if you will, and uh, and that was a mistake. Even though I just ran out to the curb, I could feel it in <laughs> my bones, and I. You still have too much Florida blood in you. <laughs> you're you're not kidding. You you are not <laughs> kidding, my friend. He's he's even wearing a bright orange shirt today, thinking he's in Fort Lauderdale still. I think. No, it's hunting season. I don't want to be shot. Well, there you go, too. It's oh a, man! No, today, today is the day I impersonate a traffic cone. <laughs> well, you know, I, I think I get a feeling New York drivers don't really treat traffic cones all that well, so I'd be no. careful. Well, that's why I'm staying in today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, I, I do. I look like I'm look like somebody shook the snow globe here because we got we we got snow blowing around, blowing around in circles up that it's it's actually snowing up away from the ground. Really? Uh we yeah, oh yeah, we got quite a bit of wind going here right now. Wow. They were predict 
they were predicting snowmageddon here i'm telling you they were talking about originally are you telling me that in minneapolis they were in a mild panic about snow you know it's funny and i've told people i've told passengers this um people just think uh, during the super bowl people were they were t- um, talking about, oh, we embrace, we love it, because it was colder than hell during the Super Bowl here right. a couple of years ago. And, oh, yeah, we embrace it. You know what? They may embrace it up in Thief River Falls, Minnesota, or uh, <laughs> up there in International Falls, or some <laughs> other place like that. We are grade A certified pussies here in the Twin Cities metro area. Oh my God! Well, what and you I, what, should see. You know, every, what I mean is that is that you're more prepared. You're accustomed to it. You know how to deal with the snow. The city knows how. You know, it's not a big thing for you. It's not a shocker for you guys to get a snowfall of ten inches. Okay, where it paralyzes some no. other cities. You guys are like, oh ho hum. It's Wednesday. You know. Yeah. No, they they panic a little bit. They were a little panicked here because they were talking anywhere. Between, they were they were saying anywhere between originally, it was going to be eight to eight to fifteen inches possible, hmm. and the amount started wavering a little bit as we got closer to the storm. They finally said it was going to be something like six to ten. We got the city of Minneapolis itself got five inches of snow. Okay, because it's interesting. Now there because- might be still. Go ahead. No, it's interesting because when I was in Kingston, New York, uh, uh, working there a couple of months ago, we had that big storm that came through, I guess about a a month ago, a little over a month ago now. And uh, the original prediction was 12 to 18 inches. It wound up to be nine. And again, they're accustomed to it. It's no big thing for them. They, you know, they had the salt spreaders out and everything, you know, way beforehand. But it was just interesting to see them not go into a panic. Okay, we got snow mm-hmm. coming. We we get snow, and let's you know let's do our thing. I was in a panic. I was in a panic. Well, and I, and I told I told the youngins here not to uh, not to worry about shoveling uh, until this was all over with because. We had quite a bit of wind. The wind has been the big factor here right. so far. Right, we got that wind. And yeah, we sure did. The wind actually did us a favor because right now I could drive out of, you know, like I said, we, I don't know how much we got here in Egan, but uh, um, we, it, uh, I could drive out of my driveway right now without a problem. It would, the only problem is, is I'd be impacting more snow that that is there. But um, the wind did the did most of the shoveling for us. There you go. <laughs> so the driveway isn't all that bad. All right. Well, I guess doesn't that mean t- I'm going to get my happy ass out and shovel it. But <laughs> I guess that I guess that takes care of the radio TFI weather center. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Or storm team. <laughs> yep. That's it. Thank goodness we don't do weather we just, anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Oh man! Now we got a few things here we uh, we have to cover. Uh, there was some interesting news, and unfortunately, I I was like everybody else, you know, looking uh, 
looking at the weather reports and whatnot and trying to f- and trying to figure out different things what my plan of action was going to be for the weekend and they snuck a little story on us here that I I really hadn't paid a whole lot of attention to so as I understand it correct me where I'm wrong because I have nothing documenting this um, so supposedly we are going to um, the city of New York is going to uh, forgive loans on uh, taxi medallions. <coughs> uh, oh, excuse me. It, uh, did I surprise you or something? <laughs> no, it was that darn Diet Mountain Dew. I know, I told you, this, this stuff's going to kill you. Right. You won't uh, listen to me. Actually, let's... <laughs> but before we go too deep into that, let let me... I do have a piece of audio for that. So this is one of the city council members, okay. uh, Levine. I, I didn't get his first name. I have it in an article somewhere. But let's play this, and uh, and then we'll talk about it on the other side. Thank you, okay. Councilmember King, Maloney, Velasquez. Um, to the drivers, I am so sorry that you have endured this pain, in part because of the actions of the New York City government which inflated the bubble, which profited off the inflation of the bubble, which failed to regulate bad actors who were exploiting vulnerable drivers in the lending industry, which failed to manage the explosive growth in app-based competitors, which helped burst this bubble. I am sorry that the federal government failed you in the form of the National Credit Union Administration, which is doubly guilty here. First, for allowing the credit unions to exploit you and your fellow drivers, and then after becoming the largest single holder of this debt, because they liquidated those credit unions, they have been the most inflexible lender. They have failed to renegotiate these loans on fair and realistic terms. They are doubly guilty. And so you have here today leaders at the city level and the federal level standing up for you. I want to thank um, Councilmember Levin and Rodriguez um, for chairing the task force, which is now steering us towards a solution which could really provide relief for all of you, thankfully, in a realistic way. But that effort would be undone if you are then taxed on the write downs that you are entitled to by any standard of fairness. It would undo this incredible effort if you were handed tax bills of tens of thousands or even six figures. So the legislation that our congressional leaders have put forward today is essential for any relief plan. And I'm really proud to stand with you, Congress member. Oh, and that was that. <laughs> First off, we want to thank Ta- Taxi Dave at Taxi Dave 710 for, uh, for, for sending us that uh, He's, he's really, in, uh, he's got a, his finger on the pulse of the New York City taxi industry. But this is good news on the surface that the city of New York is turning around saying, hey guys, we screwed up. At least on the surface, this is what it appears they're doing. Let's hope so. Let's hope so. Because as we've said time and time again, uh, lives were lost, lives destroyed, hundreds of thousands, millions of lives affected by by this insanity that's gone on for the past 
eight, nine years, 10 years, whatever it is now. And, and of course, yours truly being among them, but, and both of us, both of us. So um, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, John, I, I jumped in there. Go right ahead, my friend. Well, I have a couple questions about this. Okay, so when they say they're going to uh, forgive all these loans, is this first off? Is this everybody? You know uh, what? And and we're we're remiss here because neither one of us did our homework on this. Uh, if anybody's listening that knows a lot more about what's going on here in New York, as far as this piece of audio we just played and the city council taking these steps. It would be fantastic if uh, you give us a call, 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. We'd love to discuss it with you right now on the air. Uh, but we, uh, more importantly, that there's something going, something positive is happening as far as the taxi driver. Something's is. positive happening. But being, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to do a little critical thinking on this, so. And so these are questions that I would ask somebody that was in the know. Jesus Christ, Ed, you need to get some sun on those arms. Yeah. Good Lord, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. That thing, that, that arm is shinier than my head. Moving on. I'm telling you, right? Remember, it's radio, not TV. We tried that. that day. Yeah, this is. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, anyways, no, I, I, I want to know what are going to, what are the ramifications here? What, uh, now are these medallions because they've forgiven the loans. So do they have, uh, do they have any cash value anymore? Are, are they just going to be permits that you're going to just buy from the city? Like most, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of, um, a lot of municipalities across the country. That's what they do. You're just buying if you want to drive a cab, you just buy the uh, you just buy it from the city or or That's rent unless, it from the city, if you will. Unless they have a cap on it. Yeah. As most uh, many municipalities, New York City, Broward County, uh, Broward County, I, of course, I, I'm much more in tune with. Uh, but there's a cap in the case of Broward County. It depends on the population. Every couple of years. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> They, they uh, I think it's Florida Atlantic University, or FIU. FIU does a, uh, Florida International University, uh, does plays with the population of the county. They get the numbers. They run the raw data. And mm -hmm. uh, the Broward County allows one taxi permit for every 2,000 full-time residents. At least that's what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, so some years, the, with the increasing population, some years there'd be 10 permits available. Other mm -hmm. years, two, you know. And, of course, they never take permits back. New York City, it's been a fixed number for... It was a fixed number from World War II till I believe it was the 90s, or... Somebody could correct mm -hmm. me. And then they added a, a bunch recently, and it was the first time new permits, had been, new medallions have been added since World War II. Uh Mm -hmm. up to the current number of 13,000. So, so on the, again, on the surface, it sounds like a good deal for the, uh, for the medallion owners who were hurt badly. Apparently this has been totally mismanaged. Uh, again, I, I don't know the details. I wish somebody 
Uh, a, I wish we had done a little bit more research into this, and, and B, uh, if anybody else has anything on it, we would love to hear from you. Well, I'm going to try to do a little homework. Uh, well, let's both make a point to try to do a little homework. <clears throat> Excuse me, this uh, this uh, following week and see if we can't dig a little bit more. Because I'm like like you said, on the surface, it's wonderful news. It it, it is. I can only imagine a the interest alone of what they're paying for those uh, medallions. You know, you're talking about saving hundreds of dollars a month. Well, Literally. Well, you got to remember, in a lot of cases, these these medallions were purchased for upwards of a million dollars. Yes. So that's a huge down payment and a huge nut every month. You know, mm-hmm. just and remember, when, when you take out a loan like that, you're paying the interest initially. Yes. It, it takes you years to get to the principal. So mm-hmm. and then with the with the business just basically being swallowed up and sucked into the ground. You know, these guys mm-hmm. are in their cars, you know, seven days a week, 12, 14 hours a day, just barely able to get by. And I, you know, uh, and, and hopefully that, you know, this will, there's bigger problems. And, and I don't but, understand it. I, I don't understand it in uh, New York city. Cause now if I'm not mistaken, New York city, is probably one of the best regulated uh, taxi industries uh, in the country. I mean, the, the consumers have quite a few uh, protections built in there. And uh, whereas if you screw up in in uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and you you know you take a customer for a bad ride or something like that, you probably ne- never hear another word about it. Well, I think you that's know, an unfair character an unfair character generalization of Cincinnati, which by the way, I have taken taxis there. And second of all, have you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I've, uh, remember the airport for Cincinnati, Ohio is in Kentucky. Right. (laughs) They got a whole thing set up that even, even though there's different (laughs) rates between the two States and the two municipalities, you're going to pay the same thing, no matter which way you go. At least that was years ago. But uh, what I was going to say about New York, while they have the infrastructure, and the bureaucracy in place, uh, anybody deeply involved in it or even uh, marginally involved in it will tell you that it's management that is just uh, not just ridiculous. Uh, I mean, guys are getting, yes, there are inspectors out there. There's TLC police, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. keeping an eye on the cab drivers. But as often as not, they're being nitpicked. Uh, yeah. Let's. I, I can go back to Toronto. Uh, Christine posted, uh, Christine Hubbard posted some months ago about one of her drivers, or this was just, anyway, a brand new cab that didn't require a particular sticker, an inspection sticker, because it was new. Mm-hmm got cited anyway a couple of thousand dollars in in fines because it didn't have the sticker despite the fact it didn't need that but apparently they're whoever wrote wrote the citation yeah who cares you know it's a taxi so uh, it does now so tlc the tlc they also 
enforce these rules rules towards Uber drivers too as well, do they? Yes. Not? Yes. Yes. So even Uber. even if uh, even if the companies Uber and Lyft ignore uh, certain situations, the customer is better off actually getting a hold of the TLC than they are to contacting Uber or Lyft. Well, yes. Yes, uh, basically. I, I mean, without getting into specific stories or things that happened to, to you know, uh, specific mm-hmm. situations, uh, on the surface, yes, you've got the, the Taxi and Limousine Commission. You dial 311 here in New York for virtually any problem, and they'll uh-huh. connect you to whoever it is you have to be connected to. And that's a giant bureaucracy that I fell into once. But mm-hmm. it, it's... Yes, you, you have, because again, remember, all TLC drivers, all Uber Lyft drivers, no matter who they are, they're going through the same licensing process as a medallion taxi driver. Everybody gets the same license. When I went to get mine in the spring, there was, uh, there's 24 hours of class time you have to go through, classroom, uh, every, all three days, basically the same people, but not always. There'd be 30 or 40 people in a room. And with the exception of one day, I was always the only person there who was going to drive yellow, a yellow cab. Everybody else was there for Uber, even though Uber wasn't taking on people at the time. That's right. They couldn't, could they? Right. So they they still, you know, to each their own. And, and, and we all had to go through the same thing. Of course, I had a distinct advantage, not really, because I spoke English, but it doesn't matter. They'll, they'll, they'll let you take the course in virtually any language. Yeah. Which I think is, is fair, although I, I think that you still need to... I don't. You still need to have a working knowledge of of English. You need still need to be able to understand your your passenger to some degree and john this, you know, if i was in paris hold on, hold on. no 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 i'm gonna stop oh. you right there i'm gonna stop you right there if i was in paris france and wanted to be a cab driver there i would have to take that test in french yeah and i would be expected to speak french it would be a bonus that i speak english i'm not saying mm-hmm. speaking as a second language third language whatever your first language is isn't a bad thing but if you're going to be operating in the city of new york gosh darn it you need to learn this stuff in English. That's me. Go ahead. I okay. cut you off. I cut you off. Yes, you did. I did. Yes, you did, damn it. And you're going to get a reprimand in the mail. Oh, boy. When, when I get around to it. I have the second of command here in my back pocket. Yeah. Right yeah. in the next room here. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So, anyways. Right. France isn't known as the uh, melting pot of the world. Not true, and uh, and, and I pull yeah. France out of the air. Don't don't. Okay. Any country, pick any country. Okay, this this country specifically and historically. Yes. What's that rattle? I had my head turned here. I couldn't see. Oh, you me. were shaking your head. I'm saying that that's what it was. I was again visual jokes. Visual jokes for an audio medium. There you go, John. And that's why this show kills it in the ratings. (laughs) Exactly. Um, This, the United States, has traditionally 
been a the central the, the melting pot, whatever you want to call it. Uh-huh. Uh, Granny Annie tells me it's it's something. It's not called a melting pot anymore. It's not. But well, that no, it's there's she she'd have to tell you it's called something else these days. But uh, this place. This and, and New York City specifically, mm-hmm. all kinds of different languages, and, and yes, that has changed uh, even more so now as we've gotten more people coming from the Middle East and from and from other various parts of the world. Uh, you would almost expect, and I, and I'm glad. Okay, you still need to have a general command of English, but Thank if you. it will help, That's... yeah. Yeah, I agree. You still the majority language is still English. You you need to be able to speak English to get by here. But for one little thing, if if they give you a damn test, if it'll help you just a little bit to be able to have the test in your own language, why not? What's the harm? I tap out. And moving on. Moving really, on. It's moving gonna be, on. It's, it's going to be that kind of day today. It's huh? going to be that. Hey, you know we almost we almost forgot. You got some numbers there for me, don't you? I do. Yes, we we moved right into things. The uh, Uber stock prices, and and I still don't have a, a bit of music for that or a sound effect. Anyway, they're up. They're up a dollar twelve from last week to thirty five dollars and thirteen cents. Lyft rocketed from last week. Rocketed when I tell you. 46 cents up to $46.52. <laughs> so once again, those of you buying those shares, God bless you. And uh, just stuff the cash in an envelope and send it to me. That's all. We, well, we, but now we've, we've reported, and I'm not, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Uh-huh. We've reported the last three, the last, what, three or four weeks now, they have been. They haven't had any losses to speak of, at least week to week. I, I have the last four weeks here, and four weeks ago, I'm sorry, three weeks ago, Uber was at thirty dollars and seventeen cents, and they've moved up every week. So now they're at thirty-five thirteen. They picked up just shy of four dollars in the past three weeks. Uh, Lyft, <laughs> Lyft has picked up. Uh, I don't know. 70 cents 68 cents in the past three Mm -hmm. weeks so look and that's all fine and well but you have to remember where they started if you bought at the oh yeah you are screwed you are screwed but again there are people that play this that play the stock market there's lot lots more in day traders right day traders and all that people who know the ins the outs ah, you Uh know we're just looking at the at, at the flat numbers and making our little wise ass comments and moving on. Right. By the way, which should have been done which 25, we which we do well. Right, which should have been done twenty five minutes ago. Uh, last thing on uh, another before we move on to other stuff, Uber has gone back in California thanks to AB five. They've they've reset how they deal with the drivers at at least on the surface. They're back to a twenty five percent commission. Uh, no more upfront rates, prices for the customers. They'll give them the general, you know, an estimate. Uh, and then at the end of the ride, it's all going to be based on time and mileage, which is where they were back. When they first started. When they first started. Uh, 
now now the per mile rates and nothing like that is going up and but this is a direct result basically uber's giving up where they've been taking upwards of 60 percent of the ride now they're mm-hmm. capping it at, at 25 percent and that's in part due to ab5 and again uh sack dave soul cab any of you guys out there would want to touch base with us on the uh on the details of what's going on out there in the in the Golden State, we would love to have you. Seven five four eight hundred chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. You know, you guys know how to get a hold of us on Twitter at Taxi Stand Hour. Just to just to clarify, by the way, the it's twenty five percent for Uber X. It's twenty eight percent for XL. Um, the XL and the other premium right uh, services correct. Uh, not that I'm nitpicking or anything, but I'm no. Nitpicking. Well, that's excuse me. I yawned. Wait, you want me to give you send you a blanket here and kind of tuck yourself in? I got my bed right behind if, me. I'm good. Oh, good lord! Well, next time you got to do your setup, just have the microphone just reach to your bed, and you know I've got a longer all, arm. All of our lists. <laughs> it's on order. The, the, the listening audience will just virtually tuck you in your little betty by there. Oh, boy. How exciting. How exciting. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I think we got a... Oh, what do we got? A couple more. Uh, uh, speaking of their stock, apparently... With no, this It was done so kind of quietly, but apparently uh, Goldman Stacks... Uh, Stacks. Goldman Stacks, right? Goldman Sachs... <laughs> One time they did that. Don't, don't, don't laugh at me. I'm in a vulnerable position right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, uh, Goldman Sachs, spelled S-A-C-H-S, there's no T involved, uh, dumped its entire st- uh, stake in Uber uh, late last year. Right. Now, I don't know. I, that's the first I had heard of it was earlier this week. Um it was uh, the move uh, uh, which likely resulted in a large gain for the early investor in Uber helped the New York-based Goldman Sachs. So in other words, and I'm just trying to read that, reading out loud here. I'm not really trying to read and report. Apparently, um, what happened was Goldman Sachs needed to boost their numbers. That's why they needed to kind of uh, call it or um, basically... Uh, cash in their chips, if you will. Do you really think uh, that's why? Well, the, oh, I, I think so. I think they were because it looks like they were just trying to bolster their own reports. For what I'm, what I'm looking at here in the, uh, well, I'm not saying that's not a reason, but do you think that's the only reason? Oh, I'm sure it's not the only reason, but it was probably one of many moves that they made in order to uh, accomplish accomplish this. So, what has two thumbs and is kicking itself in the ass for getting so deeply invested in Uber right now? SoftBank <laughs> in Japan. Oh, yeah. Oh, they have taken a oh, pounding. Yeah. A pounding. It's. Uh, oh, so what do you say? Do we think we want to make an emergency bat turn here? Or? Well, this is about where we normally make the. This is a posted U turn here. Yeah, well, okay. So, Let's see okay. if there's anything else. You know what? It's sad because I saved about three different stories here 
uh, for um, different things, the, 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 the on-the-ground things such as assaults and sexual assaults and other misdoings by Uber drivers. And, um, and by the way, as usual, when we say Uber here, we're meaning both Uber and Lyft because they're equally as... Uh, the ride hell uh, Equally as... Yes, exactly. Right, you know, so that's probably the most fun I have on Twitter is is the ones that you see their little complaint. I'm never using Uber again. I'm never <laughs> using Uber again. This driver did this. This driver did yeah. that. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, by the way, if, if, if you use Lyft, there's also a chance you might get that very same driver. Same driver. That is correct. That is so. correct. <laughs> I, I, I find I find great joy in doing that. I, I just want you to know. And we're happy I do. for it. Kind of tickle. It kind of tickles me in the right spots. If you in will. those special places. In those special places, yeah. But you know, it's it's so it's so sad because we are taking things as as serious as a you know a sexual assault or or what have you, uh, and other different you know beatings and, and other things or just when customers are just, or excuse me when the drivers are acting like total jackwads uh we're, we're pre- we pretty much never report on that you know why why because because if we were to report yeah if we were to rep- we could do an entire hour's worth hour oh well i'm talking and, and that's just after you filter the first you know the first right. layer no, no, of, I, I agree with you we could do an hour a day or, or do a show every day just on assaults, mm-hmm. just on a driver mis, mis, misdoings. There's no question about it. And you're right. We do tend to, uh, if we're tied up with other, if we have other bigger stories, that gets pushed to the bottom uh, because it's such a common occurrence now. And, and you know and, what's sad? What's, what's well, sad my about t- that, Ed? This is, t-shirt and my arms are pretty sad, but. Well, you're not going to get an argument out of me. Now who's doing now 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 who's now who's doing the visual uh, jokes here? That'd be me, sir. <laughs> That'd be me. Yes. No. To that person, to the victim of that uh, of that atrocity, if you will, that's the biggest thing going on in their life. They could give a damn less about Uber stocks or what Uber is doing to their drivers or what they're not doing for their drivers or, or what have you. So I don't know. Anyways, we apologize. We, we want to, we want to stress that we are not trying to lighten what you are going through as a victim of one of these, because when you get right down to ground level, that is one of the most important things that we should be covering and and we apologize if we never seem to get to much of that if any of those things i i concur 100 percent with john and would just like to add one thing it's his fault that we don't do that well you're probably no you know (laughs) it it is and it isn't because i have it here i'm i have i got a half a dozen stories here uh, All right. Now uh, that we've apologized, now that we've apologized for not covering this stuff, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but we got better things we to do right now. On. Is that what you're trying to say? Uh, I didn't say better things, just different things. So, mm. so apparently this week we learned that in the Republican Party, 
the secret password that goes along with the secret handshake, the secret phrase is, I never met him. Because everybody's saying it this week. I never met him. I don't know who that is. And of course, we're talking the Jeffrey Epstein uh, that is correct. right now. This week, we're talking about uh, Lev Parnas. Now, I happen to watch the first night of the interview with Rachel Maddow, and I missed this uh, about half, half of the second part. But I will say this. Everything else aside, when him and the other fellow, Igor, were first arrested months ago, of course, you had had the mugshots of them, uh, and we all made our jokes. Everybody made their jokes. They looked like goons, buffoons, this, that, and the other thing. By the He's, way, what were they arrested for again? Uh, it, they're all put. It's part of the Ukraine thing. Okay, I just I wasn't a hundred because I didn't had never heard of them until this, uh, and uh, never heard of him. Never heard of oh, Lev oh, he's, before all this came oh, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been a part of this. Rudy Giuliani's pound. So, oh, that explains a lot. So the reason he hasn't said anything publicly before was he had to make sure he had to wait until the uh, Department of Justice, I believe it was, had all the documentation and, and all that. Now he could speak. So him and his attorney, uh, although the attorney said barely anything, sat down with Rachel Maddow of MSNBC the other day. And first off, when the man opens his mouth, you're expecting to hear some dim-witted fool. He's not. While not the most eloquent speaker, not what you anticipated. Uh, When I listen to him, in conjunction with other things that have been said, uh, especially through the impeachment hearings with the House, I believe what, what he's saying, that, uh, right up through the line. They all knew about it. Trump knew about it. Giuliani, Bill Barr, all of them. All of them. And uh, so it's very it's very interesting that it comes out now. Of course, we, we've got the, uh, the impeachment trial is now in the, in the Senate. Uh, that begins on Tuesday. I watched, I'm going to steer away from, from Lev here for a moment. I watched the other day as the, Senators, well, uh, Supreme Court Justice Chief, uh, Chief Justice John Roberts was sworn in. He'll he'll be overseeing the trial, and then ninety nine of the one hundred senators. There was one senator senator missing, but he was. They were going to catch him up later. They all took the oath. Uh, now, and then they all had to sign the oath book, and they came up one at a time. Now. What I find very interesting is that they all took an oath to be impartial. And I want to play this little piece of audio from Miss Lindsey Graham. This is after he took the oath. After he took the oath to be fair and impartial. Turn the trial into complete circus. Uh, you're allowed to do that, but not with my vote. I'm going to judge the case based on the evidence assembled by the House. I'm not going to expand the record. This Parnas thing, I smell a rat. It is a complete, never-ending desire to destroy everything Donald Trump. I took Mueller seriously. I don't take Schiff Nadler uh, seriously. And I don't take Chuck Schumer seriously when he says he's looking for the truth. He's looking to get back uh, to be the majority leader, nothing more. That's after he took the oath to be fair and impartial. So we know for a fact, we've, 
we we've got we've got Miss Lindsay, we've got uh, McConnell, who by the way came off the other day as he was reading doing his little ceremonial thing. Uh, I I almost slept through the TV when there was a part where he talked about, and out of context, if you didn't know him, you thought, oh boy, this is a nice thing to say, you know. We'll we'll uh, essentially what he said was we'll play nice with everybody. We'll all be fair and partial and, and judge things based on... I'm thinking to myself, this is a man who's been stonewalling things for years. There are over 400 bills sitting on his desk because he doesn't want to do... It's going to be his way. Merrick Garland, hello. Remember Merrick Garland, who never even got a hearing for the Supreme Court? That was Mitch McConnell's doing. So right now we're at the point where it's, it's all going to be about witnesses. Now, I watched Pam Bondi this morning on the news. She's part of the legal team for Trump. She, again, oh, well, we take pictures with thousands of people all the time. You know, uh, who knows? I don't know who this guy is. Well, of course, it's going to come out that they all know who, who he was. Uh, and as, as things move on here, and I've just lost my train of thought. Well, uh, let me then let me spark you here real quick. Go ahead. Okay. So these pictures were taken uh, while Trump was recently over here the last three years, right? Well, yeah. It's a, it's the kind of pictures that everybody takes with the president, you know, or any other public figure. Okay. Uh, but there's also but, some very but here's ca- the deal. There's also some very casual photographs as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, and again, they're all going to say, "I don't know the guy." Eh, I take pictures with a thousand people a day, and that's fine. And that's that's. But go ahead. Okay, well, the the question I would have with that then is, okay, unless this was some sort of a formal thing where, you know, we're all posing for a picture. You got the Girl Scouts uh, posing with the president to take a right. picture. You know, publicity shot. A group or photo. A group photo. A group, a group photo, but these were. This was a picture, if I'm not mistaken, of people that were mingling, if you will. Yes. Am I wrong there? You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Okay, so unless I'm totally off here, you don't get to necessarily just mingle with the president if the president doesn't. I mean, that the president doesn't at least somewhat know you or know of you or whatnot. You know, his advisors, he's got advisors and he's got people around him that make sure that nobody gets that close to him. Right. Unless unless he wants them to get that close. That is correct. So in other words, I smell some very unfiltered bullshit here. Right. Well, Thank what's going to happen? Much. Well, the, the other party line that they're throwing out now is, well, we never had a chance to... Uh, there's no witnesses in, in the House impeach, impeachment hearings. Well, of course not. You wouldn't let any in. If you're innocent. No, exactly. If you're innocent, you give them all the documents. You'd be they screaming. Want. Yeah. You'd be screaming for witnesses to profess your innocence. That is correct. That is correct. Jesus. God damn. Now you're now, getting pissed off. Now, uh, we, we all know and love our MAGA people, uh, our red hat people. And there was a, there was we a. We all know and love. We all know. Okay. Well, some of us love them too, and uh, I'd love um, to kick them in the balls. Well, you know, even what? the women. 
there are families that are divided on this issue. Yeah, this is true. You know, so anyway, fortunately, fortunately in in my house, uh, fortunately in my house, if there was any of them, they'd be out in the frickin' snowbank right see, now. And, but... and that's the wrong attitude because you can hate Trump, but don't hate his supporters. I mean, they're entitled to their opinion, just like you're entitled to yours. See, mm-hmm. this is this is where I people... pay the rent. You don't have to. <laughs> well, that's... You're running a little dictatorship within the walls uh, there. In, you in, in, damn in right, baby. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> you have to get that out there up front. As long as it's known, you, you will do things my way, and that's the only way. But there's a video out on Twitter now uh, of a MAGA guy. And this is one of the things that drives me batty about the Trump supporters is how violent they are, how negative, and, you know, they're – so unwilling to even consider a different opinion. Nobody says you have to agree. But again, it's the sheer negativity and the sheer... I mean, you look at some of these Trump rallies, and there's people, you know, F you, this and the finger, the T-shirts they're wearing are just... Let, let me play this for you guys. Now, this is from a video. It's on Twitter. It's on Twitter. Uh... He is wearing the red Make America Great Again cap. We'll talk about it on the other side. Okay. This is for all you liberals. Okay. You see this out of my head? I got my hat in today. The reason I bought this hat is not for supporting Trump because I voted for him. I'll I'll continue to support him. And I'll vote for him again. But the reason I got this hat because I see that these liberals like picking on weak people. I'm daring your asses to smack this hat off my head or grab it off my head. I will give you an old-fashioned ass whooping. I want you to grab it and snatch it off my head. I dare you to touch anything. Belongs to me. See, you people go out there and you want to pick on the weak, pie on the innocent. And guess what? I want you to do that to me. Because I'm going to give you a free trip to the ICU. Your medical bills are going to be extremely large by the time you get out of there. So you see this hat on my head? It's going to be worn every time I leave my house. I'm baiting one, you liberal motherfuckers. I need some exercise. I haven't whooped anybody's ass in over a year. Kids don't count. I want to whip me some liberal ass. That's what I want to do. I want to fucking bitch slap the liberal out of you. I'm going to hit you so fucking hard when you wake up in about two or three weeks. You're going to think you're a fucking Republican. You're going to start acting like one after that. So, for all you liberals, you see this hat on my head? It's a target. Come see if you can't snatch it off. I dare you. Make America great. I tell you what. (laughs) Fucking redneck. The scariest part of that, again, we'll we'll get to all the negativity and all that, and uh, but is the I haven't whooped anybody's butt in a year, and kids don't count. How badly is he beating his kids? Personally, I think he's I think he's a little coward. Whoever had to face anybody. Uh, man to man, 
go toe-to-toe with them. This is the guy that gets into bar fights on a weekly basis because he runs his mouth. Mm-hmm. But that aside, this is the type of thing I'm talking about. There's nobody picking on anybody here. All right? You want to wear your hat? I may disagree with it. I do disagree. Well, I think America was great to begin with. I don't think we need to make it great again. Well, now we do. Well, yes, we have to. We have repairs to make. But why do you feel that it is necessary to threaten and uh, to, to do bodily harm? Look, this is what Trump does at his rallies. He gets them all fired up, and some of them are paid actors. We know that. Uh, but unfortunately, some a lot of them are not. Yeah. And it just disturbs me. Disturbs me that there's the possibility that this guy is, I think, probably the only people he's raising his hands to are kids. I don't think he's got the nerve to stand up to a man his own size or a person, even a woman. Now, in the comments on that particular one, there are a lot of, uh, tell me where you are and I'll knock that hat right off your, you know. Well, as to be expected. Yeah. Uh, You know, who's he? Robert Blake knocked this battery off my shoulder. I dare you. Remember those commercials? thought that was Conrad that did that. You're right. It was. It was Robert Conrad. I remember those commercials. Okay. Go ahead. I dare you. (laughs) You know, you know something, Ed? What's that, John? (laughs) This guy... This guy, this I'm laughing. The thought's coming through my head. I'm laughing ahead of time. This guy better be careful what he asks for in this day and age. He just may get it. He, just, he, he may get his wish. He he might get his wish in in triplicate, if not more. Well, I think uh, if, if he, look, he's got a mouth. Uh, he's got a mouth with a camera. Does he have a mouth around real people? Now, is he the type that runs his mouth, gets right up to the edge, and is standing there waiting? Well, you go ahead. You hit me first. And what he's going to do mm-hmm. is that, then he's going to call the cops and say, oh, you, this guy assaulted me. And he's never going to raise a hand. Uh, I'm sure his family is ever so proud of him right now. Who knows? They might actually be. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And... Uh, but this is the type of thing that we see from the Trump supporters that is Mm -hmm. just, it's disturbing as all get out. Why be violent? Why not just, okay, I have an opinion. You have an opinion. You see things one way. I see them the other. We have a, we have a little discourse. Maybe you try to convince me to your, your way of thinking. Maybe I try to convince you to mine. It doesn't mean I'm going to be. It's not going. It's not going to happen. I understand it's not going to happen, but I don't need to. If I'm having a discussion with somebody and I don't disagree, you know, I don't necessarily see things exactly the same. My first instinct is not to beat them senseless. It's not to insult them. It's not to, okay, I believe you're wrong, or I believe it should be this way. If you disagree, eh. You know, let's talk about it. If All right, we agree to disagree. I know it's easy to say in abstract, but, 
But it's just that this is just an example of the kind of lunacy that we're involved in right now in this country. And it's just. I'll, I'll tell you something. And, and you're aware of a couple of my friends uh, through Facebook. Uh, well, I well, I don't know Ken. I don't know Ken Coons uh, personally, but like Rod Johnson. Right. Um, I guarantee. And he is one of the most ardent Trump supporters out there. And even more so, he's a adamant gun nut. I, you know, he proudly, proudly says, uh, "I got my guns hanging all." And I don't mean to give that uh, that southern right. bullshit accent here, but, um, but I'll guarantee you that if I saw him someplace and he was in trouble someplace, I would jump in in a heartbeat. Uh, the man, despite his exterior. Uh, has a good heart and I would jump in in a minute to help him out uh, where possible. Um, well, this is where, this is where people misunderstand the, the, the whole first amendment thing. The first uh, amendment does not exist to protect what, what you and I agree on It's to protect what you right. and I disagree on. That's where it mm-hmm. becomes hard because I can't stand what you're saying, but, you have an absolute right to say it. Exactly. Whether I agree with it or not. And, and again, this is what drives me batty, is, is the vitriol. The, and for the most part, when, when you listen to these people, you look at them. They, they make me look like a, a, you know, a, a, a marathon. Road runner. scholar. Well, there's that too. But, uh, you know, <laughs> they're all sitting at home munching down and... Drinking their beer and munching on some Cheetos. Which there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But <laughs> Well, this is this is true. But uh By the no, way we I, By the way, we've rocketed up to thirty one degrees here and uh Woo baby at, at headquarters. Um real quick, I just I have a thought on that and it isn't completely related, but not the temperature either. The well, whole bully the whole uh it's on the topic of taking away guns which is everybody's that is the paranoia that each and every one of these trump supporters has the liberals are coming after our guns you have to understand something and to the people you've seen the stories now about the good guy with gun you know it's happened a few times in texas where a good guy with a gun has has right helped out a cop or whatever. Right. Uh, the, you have to understand that if it really push came to shove, there are probably more people who have guns illegally than they'd have legal gun owners. No question. And, and if you really think down deep inside that you're going to jump in with your gun and you're going to play hero, and you're going to save the day with your gun that you have two weeks worth of uh, of training under your belt, and now you think you're an expert marksman, you might wind up running into a situation where there might be 10 people that don't have their gun, do not have their guns uh, legally, and would just as soon blow your ass away than think about it. You, you're going to start fighting back? Okay, bang, now you got... Ten people shooting at you. I don't think I don't not look. I'm not saying that I want that to happen, but 
you have to be careful what you're getting yourself involved in. Well, I think this and, what the where you're going with that is that we're talking about common sense here. Uh, yeah. Look, if you're permitted and you have the conceal, and you're not carrying a cannon with you, you know. Mm-hmm. Again, it's things like the AK-47. Nobody needs that weapon. Nobody. You know. Now well, you it got takes little, one bullet in the right spot. Right. Okay. You're you're carrying a little twenty-five that you're licensed for. Am I? Look, I, I I'm not a fan. But, you know, if that's the law, that's the law, and you're. You're, you've done your training, et cetera, et cetera, then by all means. Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, there's this thing going on in Virginia right now. Uh, the, the gun people are going crazy because Virginia wants to uh, stiffen up some of the laws. Again, you, they're upset because Virginia wants to, A, require background checks, B, uh, limit the amount of handguns you can purchase to one per month. And there's a third thing that is escaping me right now. But... Why, why would you need to buy more than one handgun a month? Most people can only carry one at a time. Shoot one at a time. I That's haven't right. found any. I haven't found a contraption that'll let you shoot ten guns at once. Not yet. But then again, you always want. Not to yet. Prepared. We're working on it. Yeah, exactly. We're working on it. It's uh, it's 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 being worked on right now in Radio TFI Labs down on uh, in subbasement. It is subbasement Z. Did the did the mouse approve of this uh, it was the adventure? Mouse, it was the mouse's idea? <laughs> mouse's idea. <laughs> By the way, seven five four eight zero zero chat seven five four eight zero zero two four two eight. If you'd like to uh, jump uh, on this uh, live, if you will, otherwise you can use that same number, leave a message, or send a text to. Uh, uh, if you're listening to this on the uh, on the archive. Uh, which is now we can be found on on uh, Google Podcasts and on uh, Apple Podcasts. We still find it on SoundCloud. Don't forget We're all over this place, baby. iTunes. Oh, oh iTunes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Subscribe. We're all over this place. Man, you need to subscribe. Uh, for the podcast, just search the Taxi Stand Hour. Well, our smiling faces mm-hmm. will pop up. And, of course, if you want to get the app, it's uh, go to your... Uh, Go to your store and search Radio TFI. Is it Taxi Stand Hour? For the Isn't podcast. it Taxi Stand Hour that they're searching for? Not on the for, podcast? For the podcast, that's what I said. Oh. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off here. That's okay. If, My bad. If you listen to the show, you'd know what I was saying. Yeah, this is very, this is very true here. I try not uh, to listen when I'm love not to talking. Hear- <laughs> we'd uh love to hear from you but we do we do get a little bit of feedback now and then and unfortunately the feedback we get i don't feel like uh ever repeating or giving it the the time of day because it's usually only the smart asses are the ones that are but hey we'll still listen hey listen i guess it's time to wrap up this first hour of the taxi stand hour right here on radio tfi so i guess we'll see you on the other side
T-F-I. You found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio T-F-I. Tell you what you didn't win. A 20-volume set of the Encyclopedia International, a case of turtle wax, and a year's supply of rice the San Francisco treat. But that's not all. You also made yourself look like a jerk in front of millions of people. And you brought shame and disgrace on your family name for generations to come. You don't get to come back tomorrow. You don't even get a lousy copy of our home game. You're a complete loser.
morning, kids and kittens. This is Ed Van Ness. You're back here at the Taxi Stand Hour here on Radio TFI. John Shannon has wandered off. We're going to put his picture on a on a carton of milk and see. Oh, hello, John. Well, well, you must did a short uh, must did a short clip today. It was a five minute clip. <laughs> you had oh. no clue. You got up and walked out and had no clue. <laughs> well, you could have said, "Be back in whatever." You got up and left. But no, I, 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 I never, I never know week to week what he's gonna do. No, you uh, in between hours here. Which is why you should check with me before you get up. Or you should just tell me because you know I do get up. So, anyways, you missed a good one, by the <laughs> way. It was, it was I lost on Jeopardy by Weird Al Yankovic. Oh, that is a good one. It is a good one, but you don't get to hear it. You know why? Because <laughs> you got up and left. Yeah, it happens. Hey, before we before we wind up the machine, I started it and it's it's it has to warm up. It's like a car, <laughs> like a like a seventy two Chev in the uh, winter here in Minnesota. Is the two, are the two warming to, up? <laughs> well, I, I I like it more to a car. You know, it's, it's like those okay. old Chevrolets. Yeah, it's like one of them old Chevrolets, and when it's below zero out here, you got to start it up, and you got to let the oil through, flow through the crankcase, and it takes a little time. So while that's happening, let me give you a couple, just a couple of headlines here without going uh, into a lot of detail. But uh, uh, according to a Trump insider, Melania truly believes she's the most bullied person in the world. I can live with that. Yeah. I sure. Sure. By the way, speaking of bullied, they showed video of them getting off the plane. Trump, Melania, uh-huh. and Barron. Holy crap, Barron is he's taller than his old man now. And Oh, that Trump, doesn't surprise me at all. He's he's tall, he's lost all the baby fat, tall and slim. His old man is like six I'm, foot two. Trump is like six one, six two. Barron uh-huh. is taller than him, so good. Maybe he'll be able to stand up to him. Unlike his uh, nitwit older brothers. Right. Well, you know, what Baron either hasn't learned or doesn't care because he's probably a little bit more enlightened than his uh, than his brothers. But, uh, and that's surprising because how old is Baron now? What, about uh, 12, 13 years old, something like that? No, he's, he's older, older than that. He's 16. Is he? Yeah. Boy, that would be fun to watch. His old man tells him to do something. Baron says, screw you. There. Well, there, you there's know, your answer. There, there comes a point where you are <laughs> physically more imposing than your old man. But, you know, it's not always that easy. It's, uh, uh, there's still the, 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 the mental, uh, intimidation. I, I don't doubt for a moment she is the most bullied person in America. Look at who she you decided know, she to marry. Wouldn't, and she deserves it, by yeah, the way. She deserves it. I, I, I no, don't nobody feel does, Nobody yeah. deserves to be bullied. Then leave. But, then leave. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Then leave. You know, how, yeah, you're the, you're you're the most right high-profile high bullied person in America. Walk out. What's he going to do? What's he going to uh-huh. do? Sorry. Exactly. And but no, no, no. You're absolutely right. But I'm thinking to myself here. Well, you know what about that? uh, What about that ten-year-old kid whose parents uh, are are working three jobs and still can't uh, 
uh, still have to uh, buy the kids clothes off the uh, off the Goodwill racks and what have you. Uh, and because he doesn't have the latest, uh, whatever the fancy shoe is these days, whatever the mo- you know, he doesn't have all that crap. He walks into the, he walks in the uh, school, walks into school. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. And gets gets his ass laughed at constantly and I, gets picked on and whatnot. I understand it's those you exotic know. words that throw you. I know, right? I, I, and he's and he's bullying me right now because I have documented the fact that I have a little bit of issues with cognizance and and uh, and oh, it's just old age. He bullies me all the time. Are you kidding? I, that's why I have to stand up. Otherwise, I have to stand up to him every once in a while because otherwise he just he just let it run wild on me if I let him. You say it like it's some kind of a secret. Yeah, ain't that the truth? What the? <laughs> yeah, you know the old saying. It was when I when I was in junior when I was in junior high school. Uh, you know, I'm uh, yeah, I was I was ugly and my uh, and my uh, foster mom dressed me funny. You know, so uh, don't talk don't don't come whining about being bullied because you don't have the first inkling of what it's like to be bullied in real America. And I'm tapping out on that one. All right. Uh, Speaking of the Wayback Machine, which we're all looking forward to. uh, I know, as you should. I've got a good one this week. I understand. Now, is it still overloaded like it was? Or has I told you. We will be here all day. The only editing I do, the only editing that may happen here is going to be on the fly because I do have some good ones here. This is... I actually dug it as the Wayback Machine has got a chance to stretch its legs a little bit more and uh, gotten to, you know, John, kind of. John, d- we're having some audio trouble what? with you. So uh, I'm going to ask yeah, you. Yeah, sure re- you are. No, seriously, I'm going to ask you to reconnect. I'm going to I'm going to close you out here and just reconnect. Okay. Okay. We apologize, ladies and gentlemen. This this will be resolved momentarily. This new system we're using is actually pretty quick. We're uh, we're very happy with it. It sounds pretty clear. Uh, a lot less trouble than other methods we've been using. Uh, I don't know what was going on there. He he was kind of dropping out a little bit, but it won't take him but a second or two to to get himself back on here. In the meantime, uh, get ready, buckle up for a very very <laughs> what promises to be there he is hey john you're back hey I, just so I, let I, me finish I, up what i was saying to the folks what promises to be a very very uh interesting uh session of the wayback machine john promises us that we will not go short on time <laughs> i promise absolutely i promise do you think you can keep it under okay. three hours uh, there, there are no promises there. By the way, before we go, I just want to also mention that, that you, uh, you missed on soundtrack Saturday tonight, 8 PM Eastern and Pacific time. It's Tommy, the who, the original version, not the movie, but the original album, Tommy by the who. Hey, who? Tom, uh, we're not doing this again. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting installment of Professor Shannon's Wayback Machine, a look ahead to what's happened in the past. Here's your host, Professor John Shannon. Can I start now? Are you ready? I good. I'm glad you're ready. All right. Now we're covering the week from January 19th on down to what would it be? The 20th. Oh come on, Shannon. Just look at your damn cat. Or just look at your damn. John, uh, John if you could face the, if you could face the microphone. Why would I want to do that? Hmm. Anyway, through January 25th is what I was trying to say, where we start off January 19th of 1920, the American Civil Liberties Union is formed. January 20th, uh, excuse me, January 19th of uh, 1920 again, the United States Senate votes against joining the League of Nations. Really? Yeah. Huh. Voted against it. That's what, right after World War Two, or no, World, not, War II. World War One, right? Yeah, World War One. Hmm. I'd be interested to find out when they actually did join the League of Nations. Uh, nineteen forty-four, January nineteen forty-four. Dan Reeves, and again, you do the math here because he's still alive and counting birthdays. Dan Reeves. Uh, I remember him as coach of the Broncos, but apparently he's coached a couple other places too. Yes, yeah, not only that, but he was a player uh, as well. He was well. a player, yeah. So he's 75 years old. Thank 76, you. something like that. He will be 76 on January 19th. There also, January 19th of uh, 1944, Shelly Fabre. Shelly Fabre? I thought she. Yes. No, I. Go ahead. Oh, I thought like you didn't know who she was. No, I know exactly who she was. Oh, okay. Most people is, don't. actually. Excuse me. Uh, and you know, you realize I'm doing this for you, just for you anyway. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Otherwise, you got some twenty-year-old right now saying, "Shelly Fabry, who the hell is that?" Uh, hey, if, hey, if we got a twenty-year-old listening, I'm. <laughs> this is. Hope it's a girl. Uh, no, did I say that? <laughs> Remember, in this state, 16 will get you 20. Just keep that in mind. Exactly. Yes. Uh, January 19th of 1946, uh, Dolly Parton came into this world. One of the, without question, hold on, without question, one of the most talented humans ever to walk on the planet. Exactly. Exactly. And one, one, she's funny as heck, and, and one of my favorite lines that she uses when she discusses her looks, she she describes it this way: "It costs a lot of money to look this trashy." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. That's a great line. January nineteenth of nineteen fifty-four, Katie Segal was born. Oh. From, uh, the, only, the only thing I remember her was was from Married with Children. Married with Children. Apparently she's, she's done a whole lot of other she stuff. Yes, done a whole lot. Currently on the Connors. Uh, oh, that's right. She is on the Connors, she isn't is. she? Yes, she is. I just said that. I'll be damned. You will be. I'll be damned. I can't believe half the stuff you say. So, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Change the channel. What can I oh. say? Uh, yeah, well, uh, unfortunately, I'm stuck here for another 55 minutes. 55 minutes? Jesus, now only 45 minutes. 44. Uh, we haven't gotten through January 19th yet. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys um, and girls, kids and kittens, I apologize. The, uh, John, John and Ed versus the spread will uh, will be preempted till next week. Next month at this next rate. Next month at this. Yeah, come on. Let's let's move on a day here. Right. We're in birthdays now. Oh come on. We got a couple more here. Then we'll get on. Uh, 1955, uh, January 19th. Paul Rodriguez, uh, Mexican American comedian. And actor. I think you remember him, don't you? His sitcom was called A.K.A. Pablo. Yeah. Which means also you know. known as Paul. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, 19, 1969. This was a tree. He, he passed way too soon here, but he was born January 19th, 1969. Junior Seau. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, big in San Diego. And then the... Uh... He played about 20 minutes for the Dolphins. Right, I remember that. It was briefly, very briefly. Uh, okay. Suzanne Flechette, who was born in 1937, passed away uh, on uh, January 19th of uh, 2008. By far and away, the greatest cameo ever. When at the final episode of Newhart, Bob Newhart's show, after... Uh, the Bob Newhart show where he played the innkeeper in Vermont and the very last mm-hmm. scene was him waking up in bed with Suzanne Plachette I just had the, the wildest dream I dreamt I owned it in Vermont it was fantastic and spoiler alert <laughs> you know it's 20 years in the making but spoiler mm-hmm. alert and she oh, was just funny. hey born in 1930 uh, and passed away on January 19th of 2013, Earl Weaver. Great player great manager. and manager. Can Baltimore we move, Orioles. Can we move on to a different day? <laughs> yeah, in one in, in one more second. Good lord. Born in born in nineteen twenty. Stan Musial passed away on January nineteenth of twenty thirteen. But his head is still cryogenically frozen. That's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> okay. On. Now, guess what? It's now January 20th. <laughs> Where in 1887, oh, the United God. States Senate allows the... Told you. It's digging. It's digging. You added the shovel attachment to the Wayback Machine, didn't you? Yes, I did. Actually, I used the jackhammer feature to be able to dig further down. Oh, anyways, the United States Senate allows the Navy to lease Pearl Harbor as a Navy base. How'd that work out? What's really funny about... Yeah, exactly. Bombs away. Uh, Hawaii. I didn't say that. That was John Shannon, ladies and gentlemen. Professor John Shannon. You send your cards, your letters, and you collect phone calls from payphones. That's Professor John Shannon. That's Egan, Minnesota. That's the Northern Command Center. Funny, but... Yeah, well, I'm going to... 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the second most hunted man next to that redneck with a MAGA hat. Play, play the sound bit. Play the bit. Hmm? Play it. Oh, Jesus. Which one do you want? What, what, which one do you want? Oh, you want that one? That's the one. that one? That's the one. That's the one you want. I'm glad to please. Uh, okay. By the way, Hawaii didn't become a state until 1959. Same year I was born. Hawaii and Alaska. Yeah. And me. We all showed up in 1959. I am actually, exactly. I believe, I am older than both of those states. I believe. At least one of them. Was, uh, was Alaska was Alaska 1959 too? Yes, it was. It's I, I think it was. one of one of them might have been January of 1959. Oh, okay. I'll have to take your word for that. You will. Uh, January 20th of 1929, Artie Johnson was born. Very uh, interesting. Very interesting. Yes, and he just died last year, I guess. Really? Yeah, 1924. Yeah, died uh, 2019. Funny man. Uh, January twentieth of nineteen. By the way, by the way, came, came came to prominence on Rowan and Martin's Laughing back in the late sixties. Right, That's... right. <sighs> Aldrin, anyways, uh, January twentieth of nineteen thirty. He'd only be uh, what is he? That would make him what ninety now? Wow, or ninety on January twentieth, anyways. Yes. Uh, let's see. Dwight D. Eisenhower, 1953. He's dead. January 20th. Yes, I know he's dead. Please he face the microphone. The, uh, he was, um, hold on just a second. Let's do this. There you go. There, how about that? That's perfect. He was, uh, he inaugurated the 34th president of the United States, becoming the first president to begin his presidency on the 20th. Now, I could have listed the countless other ones, seven other presidents that would have had the same thing, but I figured it started with Eisenhower, nonetheless. That's, that's great. By the way, we can hear you fine, and because of the placement of the microphone, we can't see you, so this is working out just fine. Well, it's, there you go. All right, January 23rd. I will keep it this way. January 23rd. Uh, we're not moving, we're moving on to Jan January 23rd. <laughs> Nice try, pal. Uh, it's all these interruptions, you see. Anyways, January 20th of 1956, Bill Maher, uh, comedian, political commentary, a media critic, blah, 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 born on the 20th of 1953. Real time with Bill Maher. Just um, watched it last night. Yeah. Hey, I understand you're really excited about this one. I, I know you're sending her love letters. Kellyanne Conway. Born January 20th of 1967. This, this Damn it, I'm, I'm older sorry. than her, too. I hate, I hate, to, I hate to use uh, jokes uh, when it comes to looks and stuff like this, but I swear to God, you sit side-by-side -side pictures of her and the Crypt Keeper, and they look pretty damn close. <sighs> You're getting an argument from me. Barbarous. Well, then, again, then again, you can't, I don't think you can do worse than uh, Pearl Harbor bobs away, but go ahead, take a shot <laughs> well, at it. Oh, I still have plenty of t material to work with. Here, yeah, so. yeah, that's... Uh, January 20th of 1990, Barbara Stanwyck passed away. She was born in 1907. She was an actress, for those of you. 
actress Big Valley. Wasn't that probably the one that I... I, I that's the one I remember. I never watched those westerns. I wasn't big into westerns when I was younger either. Uh, and in 1993, Audrey Hepburn passed away. That was a shame. Passing away, uh, born in 1929, by the way. All right, now, believe it or not, we're on to January 21st. Shocking. <laughs> All right, January 21st of 1793, after being <laughs> found guilty of treason by the French National Convention, Louis the Sixteenth of France was executed by guillotine. Somebody what... said hats off to. Oh. Somebody said hats off to, to Louis the Sixteenth, and they sure slipped w- and took his whole freaking head. Sure, it wasn't heads up. Yeah, heads up. Yeah, there you go. You're right. You did a better one. Thank you. Uh, 18, 1824. <laughs> January twenty first of eighteen twenty four. Yes, exactly. Uh, Stonewall ja- Stonewall Jackson was born. He didn't live too long. Uh, Stonewall Jackson Stonewall Jackson only lived. Uh, oh Jesus Christ! What 40, 39 years? That's almost as long as this bit. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Nineteen thirty eight. We all clapped for the Wolfman. Wolfman Jack. Hate the Wolfman. January. Uh, clap for the Wolfman. He gonna rate your record high. Born night, anyways. January twenty first of nineteen thirty eight. Passed away in nineteen ninety five. Wolfman Jack. Still alive and still with us. Uh, January twenty first of nineteen forty, which would make him eighty years old. Jack Nicholas. Yes. Was born. Hold on. 1942. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes. Golf clap. Oh, Jesus Christ. They don't do that anymore in golf. Now they hoot and holler in the whole bit now when people, when... I gave him a golf clap. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably the best anyways. 1942, January 21st, 1942. Mac Davis was born. It ain't bragging Uh, if it's true. Yeah, yeah, this is true. Uh, uh, he had a song, something uh-huh. like that. It ain't bragging if it's true. It's hard to be humble. There you go. Oh, Lord, it's hard to be humble <laughs> when you're perfect in every way. <laughs> Can't wait to look in the mirror because I get better looking each day. He was a charming son of a gun. He was very popular on TV and movies in the, uh, in the late 70s, early 80s. By the way, you want to see a good movie, North Dallas 40. North Dallas, just thinking about Very that good movie. Yes. I think, Bert, is it Burt Reynolds or Nick Nolte's, or both of them? Nolte's in it. Nick Nolte's uh, in it. I don't think Burt Reynolds was in it, but Nolte was definitely in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, moving all the way up now to January 21st of 1997, the U.S. House of Representatives votes 395 to 28 to reprimand Newt Gingrich for ethics violations making him the first Speaker of the House to be so disciplined. See, Congress 19 or to, of uh, 2020, that's how it's done, bipartisan. Yeah, well, you dig? We wouldn't want to yeah. start a trend. 
Exactly. And uh, in uh, January, January 21st, 1998, we lost lost the man with the classic saying, book him, Dano, Jack Lord. Jack Lord. You Uh, know, he stayed in Hawaii after Hawaii Five-0 wrapped. Oh, really? He made that his permanent residence, yes. I would couldn't blame him for that. Oh. Why not? He was born, by the way, in 1920. Okay, guess what? We're on the 22nd now, Ed. Man, we're just rocking Are you happy? Rolling. You have no we're idea. We're rocking and rolling here. Hey, where uh, Bill Bixby was born January 22nd of 1934. Bill Bixby was on every flippin' TV show in the 60s and 70s. I swear, he was just all over how many rounds of love american style do you think he did oh god and uh, <laughs> later on love but, but he always had a series going on by the way bill bixby was he played david banner on, on the incredible hulk to uh, mm-hmm. excuse me lou ferrigno's hulk by the way they wouldn't let him have the name bruce banner because they felt bruce was a little effeminate so he was called david oh banner. really yeah 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 oh Okay, then. Uh, yeah, he was also in a show called The Courtship of Eddie's Father. People, let me tell you about my best friend. Yep, yep, uh, exactly. My, fa- my favorite Martian. Oh, that's right, I forgot. Yep. I forgot about him in that one. That was even before Courtship of Eddie's Father. In, indeed, indeed, with Ray Walston. Yes, very good show, actually. Enjoyed it. Like crazy. Uh, anyways, here, where are we at now? January 22nd of 1949. Steve Perry, singer, songwriter, and producer. Quickly, I know you know this, but what band was he uh, best known for? My Journey. Why, why yes. By the way, he, uh, he, uh, heard his, he heard his vocal cords, which is why he's no longer with Journey. He can't hit those Oh, notes is that anymore. why? Oh, yeah. Oh, I bet. He had an operation these days. Well, he can't hit those high notes. Right. January 22nd. Uh, microphone, microphone, please. Oh, sorry. <laughs> January 22nd of... I lost where I was. 1959, Linda Blair was born. Oh, she's just a couple weeks older than me. Yeah. Uh, January 22nd of 1973, Lyndon B. Johnson uh, passed away. Oh, no, excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, 1973. 19, or excuse me, January 22nd, 1973, Lyndon Johnson, who was born in 1908, did indeed pass away. If nominated, I will not run, or I will not accept. You will not accept the nomination. Okay. That's, that's what he said. Anyways... Yeah, yeah, no. And hopefully you don't get nominated because you will accept the nomination Ooh. as... Uh, oh, go ahead. Let's finish this up because I, I almost forgot about a great tweet I want to talk about. Oh, uh, 1994, Tali Savalas passed away January 22nd. Uh, I got he was nothing. born, by the way, in 1924. The next individual was born in uh, 1979. Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger died yeah, he, on January 22nd. Yes. Yeah, he's not doing. He's not doing so good. That one days. was a. Tr- yeah, exactly. Uh, 
also passing away on January 22nd of 2012, Joe Paterno passed that, away. I, I don't think, think he really cared too much. Joe Paterno was probably the happiest guy in the world to die because that was right at the time that uh, all that was going on. Well, the whole Sandusky thing. Whole and, Sandusky yeah, thing. exactly. Yeah. Okay, believe it or not, we're moving it on now to the 24th. I'm shocked. Hey, we're getting close. We're getting close to the end here. I promise you. Uh, January 24th of 20, uh, or excuse me, 1918, Oral Roberts was born. You I remember t- Oral Roberts? I, I remember a lot of things about Oral. Yes. Um, Speaking of bombs away. Yeah. Pretty much what every girl he messed around with said, if I'm not mistaken. Oh! Uh, January 24th of uh, 1941, uh, two individuals share birthdays, Aaron Neville and uh, Neil Diamond, and they're both around still to celebrate them. They were born on the same day? Born on the same day, 1941, January 24th. Wow. What a coincidence. Uh... Born in 1969, Sharon Tate, model and actress, passed away. Actually, she I shouldn't was, even say passed away. She was brutally murdered. She wasn't born in 1969. She was killed in 1969. Oh, thank you. I'm You're sorry. Welcome. Thank you very much. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was died violently in 1969. Yeah. For those who are unaware, she was one of the Manson family victims. Probably the most notable of the Manson right. family victims. Right. Uh, okay, going now to 1947. I can't believe he's gone. Uh, Warren Zavon. Uh, best known for uh, Werewolves in London. Right. I'll have, to, I'll have to remember on January 24th to go to my Chinese place and have a big uh, have a big dish of beef chow mein just in his honor. I don't know what that means. You don't know the song? No. Werewolves in London? Oh, I know Werewolves in London, yeah. Yeah, you don't remember that line? I do not. I saw I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand. Don't. And he's gonna never mind. Never mind. Moving on. Moving on. Died by the way in two thousand three. I had nothing to do with that. Uh no, you didn't. Uh, born in 1949, on January 24th, John Belushi, who unfortunately left this world way too early, passing in 1982. Yes. Uh, born in 1902, and passing away on January 24th, Larry Fine. Oh, wise guy, huh? I know that's not that's not him. That's not Larry. But Larry, he'd have been a hard one too. You could do Mo. You could do uh, any incur any number of imitations about Curly, Curly Joe, maybe even Shemp for that matter. But Larry Fine, he's a hard one to impersonate. Now I I disagree. If you, uh, they did a movie, The Three Stooges, a few years ago, and and the three uh-huh. guys that stars the Stooges were great. Uh, mm-hmm. Sean Hayes. From Will and Grace. Okay. Played played Larry. 
and he nailed it. He nailed uh -huh. that accent. Uh, very calling Dr. Howard, Dr. Fine, Dr. Howard. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, the last one for January 24th. Huzzah! Of eight... <laughs> January 24th of 1989, uh, Ted Bundy uh, died. Now, he he was a he was an American. They got him listed as an American serial killer. Yeah, he was. I, I think they're being way too nice in that description. But anyways, no. he was born back in 1946. All right, now, he We're, was put to death. He, that was death yes. penalty, right? Yes, yes, that was a Florida so, thing. You've got three minutes. I can do it. Believe it or not, uh, you got I can three do minutes. It. Go. I don't need that much. Uh, January 25th, last day. Uh, in 1942, Carl Eller, I think the only reason I included him, um, American football player, sportscaster, uh, just because of the Minnesota Vikings connection, I probably didn't have to put him in there, but That's I did. That's fine. And in, in 1961, 101 Dalmatians premiered from Walt Disney Produ Productions. Woof. That's okay. it. That's that it? was a big wolf. That's it. Wow. It seems like we just started, huh? Just just last month. Yeah. All right, yeah. All right. Wrap, wrap it up. Hey, but hey, but hey, but that's all, folks. <laughs> that there's gonna be that's a meeting. That's the best I got. There's gonna be a that's meeting. The best. I, I promise you, there's going to be a meeting before we go any further. I have a tweet of the week that. This is from Stanley Roberts, at Stanley Roberts. He's a, he's a TV guy out of Phoenix, Arizona. He used to be in San Francisco. They took a photo and posted it of this uh, election sign. You've seen the yard signs, vote for Joe Smith, vote for Bob Jones. Mm -hmm. Well, this yard sign. I saw one for vote. I saw one that said vote for Ed Van Ness. Yeah, that's coming. Uh, but How this, the hell it got there, I don't know. Well, if I if I need a running mate, this is the this is who I want. The sign actually says "Any Functioning Adult 2020." <laughs> Somebody finally made that tweet that's probably been circulating for the last two and a half years into a political sign. It's the first time I've seen it. <laughs> it's the first time. Oh, I've, I've seen, seen it. God. I've any functioning adult, but anyway, we'll. Uh, so, I'm exhausted. Hey, that before was... we go on to the picks, just a, just a couple of things here. Just give you a couple of uh, sure. headlines. Sure. Uh, hey, as, as you probably know, if you listened to that last segment, if you didn't fall asleep halfway through it last well, week. Like I did. Uh, Betty White. Betty White celebrated her uh, 98th birthday on the 17th. Betty White says the secret to her living long is vodka and hot dogs. That's that's why we love her. She is a, an American yes. treasure. She is an American treasure. Yes, she is. For God's sake. I'd love to see her go. I'd love to see her go another 20 years. Because she's still spry. It's amazing. She, she is. You know, uh, you know, she's just been very, very fortunate, blessed, whatever you want to, uh, this whatever you want to say. Here's a special one for Betty White. That's for you, Betty. Happy Absolutely. Belated. We'll see you on the 99th. Hey. Exactly. Uh, 
Hey, in I shouldn't say only in Canada because this should hap- be happening everywhere. But a guy in um, a, a guy in Winnipeg of all places was slapped with nearly two hundred a uh, two hundred and forty dollar ticket for driving with a unsecured load of snow on his van. Yes, yes, I saw that. Have you have you ever gotten behind one of those jackwads? Yes, yes, I have. Especially if they're driving. Uh, especially if you're driving a high-profile vehicle. I told the story I last. Argue. I told the story last week or the week before, when we were when I was up in Kingston, New York. Uh, they came to pick up. It was near. It was the end of the shoot, and we had three passenger vans up there, at the hotel. And this was after the big snowstorm. Uh, what we wound up doing, because they were high, I took my truck. I, I we had a hydraulic lift on the back of it. I got myself up. And they they pulled the vans over so we could shovel the snow off the roofs of the vans, because it's dangerous. It's dangerous. Very dangerous. If you if if you've never gotten behind, it's worse than it's actually worse than if you uh, get or if you're actually driving in a blizzard because you are right behind. You have that. You have your own personal blizzard in front of you yes. as you're going down the road, and it it is it is horrible. Do you know how we dealt with that in Fort Lauderdale? How did you? Yeah, okay. <laughs> almost. You almost got me. Almost. This close. All this. you were this close. That's you've heard, you've said that about a few situations. By, but by the, uh, way, by the way, you're scrambling to get things in here. We've only got two games to talk about here. So I know. So this is why to, I'm doing a little filler. Well, let's do the filler. A little after. filler here. I feel like you're trying to... Okay. All right, here we go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, I'm not. Here we go. Are you ready? That's the question. Got your script in front of you? I'm damn proud of you. (sighs) It's time for John and Ed versus the spread. Your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, sacked by his own team, Shannon and I will each choose, well, we were doing three, now just all the games for the postseason, professional football games, and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup. Each of us, well, we can't do the swap out thing. There's nothing left to do. So, ladies and gentlemen... Kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. A very, very interesting week last week. By the way, Ed, that pause is getting almost as long as the Wayback Machine. Could you reel it in a little (sighs) bit, please? So last week, young Mr. Shannon went two and two, while your hero went three and one. That puts John at 44 and 31 for the season, myself at 42 and 33. That leaves me two games behind Mr. Shannon with three games mm-hmm. to go. This is not over by a long shot. It could be by Sunday night, but it's not over now. As much as John likes to go on about how he's been ahead all year, and he has been, well, look, it's not a, it doesn't matter who's been ahead all year. It's who's ahead at the end, and how can I manipulate those numbers? That's what counts. 
That's what I'm worried about. How you can or how you can manipulate the rules. Let's see. What are you going to do? Pick the make us pick the coin toss too, or that's actually that's actually Jeez. coming up for Super Bowl. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, for Super Bowl week, we're gonna we're gonna have a little fun with the prop bets. If you're not familiar with the prop bets, are this is the kind of things that uh, Vegas puts out the sports books, the coin toss, who'll score the first touchdown. Uh, you know, all those kind of bizarre things. Will it rain? Will it snow? And you put your money down. Anyway, here we are at the conference well, championship. Well, if it snows, if it's, if it snows in Miami, uh, <laughs> they better just cancel the game because the end of the world is coming quickly. <laughs> it's, it has snowed in South Florida once before. 1970. Okay. 1977, I believe it was. That's another story for another time. So here we are. We're at the conference championships. The Tennessee Titans. Man, what what games last week? You got to admit, those were some great games. They were very good games. Very and good what, games. And what happened to Baltimore? Balt, uh, not Baltimore. Uh, Houston. Houston was up 28 to nothing. Kansas City came back and outscored them 51 to three after the first quarter. Just shocking. Mm-hmm. Just shocking. And, uh, you know, uh, Tennessee just whooped up on Baltimore. I mean, there, there was just no. My boy, Ryan Tannehill. I am so, so happy. He got a uh, comeback player of the year in the NFL. Uh, nice. Yeah, no, he's. Uh, so we've got Tennessee visiting Kansas City tomorrow. Uh, and they are seven and a half point underdogs. Your boy, me. I'm taking Kansas. I'm taking Tennessee. Excuse me, and those seven and a half points because mm-hmm. I think those Titans are on a roll. Uh, Tannehill's got them. Tannehill's a great quarterback. I always liked watching him when he was with the Dolphins. He's not the flashiest quarterback. Although now they're letting him throw the ball. The Tennessee staff is letting him throw the ball and let him be a little. He's getting. He's able to do things they wouldn't let him do in Miami. So, so anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the over-under is 51-and-a-half. I'm taking the over. I think it's going to be a, a wild game. I think it's going to be wild. John, Tennessee, Kansas City. Ten, can, Tennessee and Kansas City. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Tannehill. Yep. He's a good quarterback. He's probably even a great quarterback. But he's no Patrick Mahomes. Really? I, th- I think that Kansas City has proven once again that it is the uh, most explosive team right now in the NFL, in the National Football League. Well, there's no question they proved that last week. There's absolutely no question. Yes. I mean, they just they just went cuckoo, go nuts. And, yes, they're playing in Kansas City, which obviously didn't mean anything last week when they whooped up on – when Tennessee whooped up on Baltimore. But, uh, I'm sorry, seven and a half – uh, I'm definitely, uh, definitely taking the Chiefs. Definitely uh, going to uh, take the uh, uh, Chiefs minus seven and a half. So, All right. Uh, how do you feel about the over/under, fifty-one and a half points? I I think that I think to tell you the truth, the over/under should be set at about seventy-one. But uh, <laughs> I don't disagree. So I'm definitely going. <laughs> I'm definitely going with the over on that. Let's, let's make a note of that. Green Bay, San Francisco. I'll let you go first on this one. 
Packers. Packers uh, had a good game last week. They, uh, you know, look, it, it was nip and tuck there with Seattle. It was nip and tuck. Uh, San Francisco mm-hmm. whooped up on uh, who they whoop up on. I forget who San Francisco beat last week. Oh, San Francisco beat the Vikings. That's who they beat. Oh, that's right. God, how quick I forgot that game. <laughs> you put that right out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, oh, I'm going first this time, You're going right? First, Green Bay seven seven point uh, dogs. So, which way are we going to go? As far as aren't we going to put the half point on uh, like no, we no. did last week, or no, what? That, that was for the over under. Oh, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. All right, anyways, uh, seven-point dogs, the Packers on the road. I'm going to be, I'll admit right away here that I'm picking more with my heart than I am with my head on this one. And I actually still have some breathing room with you here. So I am going to go ahead and take the Packers getting seven points. And I'll tell you why I'm going with my heart and not my head on this one. I would die to see a Kansas City Green Bay Super Bowl. That would be I interesting. I would be in my glory. That would be interesting. Uh, 44 and a half points over under. Uh, I think I'm going to take the under on that. All right. Now, on that game, I don't disagree with anything you've said. However, I'm not picking with my heart. I'm picking with my head. San Francisco at home, they're on a tear. Seven points, mm-hmm. I think, is a bunt for them. Don't get me wrong, Aaron Rodgers, uh, uh, the, you know, he's great, uh, but I, I think it's, uh, I think it's Niners all the way. I think, I think it's Niners okay. all the way through, unless they uh, see. I'm the opposite. I want to, I want to see the opposite matchup. I want to see San Francisco and Tennessee. I want to see Tannehill. Go- I want to see Tannehill go back to uh, Joe Robbie Stadium. The year after he left. Hey, the I'm going to tell you something, Ed. If, if the Super Bowl winds up being uh, Tennessee and San Francisco, I'm going to flip the channel to figure skating. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. And I'm taking the under on that game, by the way. So, so just to recap, in the AFC Championship game, John and I are uh, on complete opposite sides of this. I'm taking Tennessee and getting those seven and a half points. John is taking his precious chefs and giving up seven and a half points. Meanwhile, out in the city by the bay that's not really, it's Santa Clara. John, in a ballsy move, picks picks his NFC Norris competition, them Green Bay Packers, getting seven points over the Niners. Niners! I'm taking the Niners in that game. I'm giving up seven and a half points because I don't believe uh, 49ers can be stopped really this year. I really, really don't. Uh, So anyway, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, That's okay. Uh, Next week, we don't have a game. Next week is the off. Oh, you mean you don't want to pick the Pro Bowl? Come on. Oh, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. We got some things we'll, we'll talk about next week. Uh, obviously, we're not going to pick the Super Bowl until the day before the game. But uh, tune in next week. We'll recap everything that went on this week. And uh, we'll talk about the Pro Bowl, if John remembers. <laughs> <laughs> 
That being uh, said, hey, I th- you need you need all the help you can get, man. So that, I, I just thought I'd put it out there for you. That being said, if you haven't listened to us at all this year about not not blowing your money on things we say, there ain't much we can do at this point, is there, John? Not really. With that being said, that completes us for this week. It's John and Ed versus the spread. We'll see you next week when I have taken over the lead. By the way, oh boy, this has got the potential to be, we could go into, we could theoretically, if I win both, well, let, let, let me get us out of this. All right, so if I win next week, all right, even if I, even if we go one and one, all right, if we each win one, we each lose one. That means the Super Bowl is uh, is the tiebreaker. Is for all the bananas. Is for all the bananas. Well, actually, but no. What if we pick the same? No, actually, we would go. What if we both make the same pick? Well, we're gonna have to work on that. No, actually, if <laughs> if if I win both games this week, then then the Super Bowl is the tiebreaker. Now, mm-hmm. if, if you win two, it's over until I figure out a way to change the rules. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. But so we, go ahead and please, please sanitize that sippy cup, will you? But if we split. We sanitize it, I expect. If we, <laughs> if we split, I still have a shot at a tie. So. But that's it, kids and kittens. It was one of the best things back back in the in the glory days of wrestling. That was one thing that wrestlers used to say when a guy was going in to challenge for the title. I want you to polish up that belt real good because it's coming back home to daddy now. <laughs> so God knows what you've been using that cup for, but polish well, it's made- it up, baby, because it's it's coming home. Well, it uh, it made the trip, so. Well, that's good. And made the trip. But, yeah, it would, that, that, that was uh, – I couldn't believe those two games last week. Holy smokes. I mean, they were, all, they were all good. But I, I just – I couldn't believe Houston just – I mean, they stopped. After the first quarter, that was it. They were done. And uh, – You know who I felt sorry – the only person on uh, – on uh, Houston, I felt sorry for, and that was uh, what's his name, JJ Watt, I J. think J. it Watt. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that's done a world of good in his community was out in the forefront during the floods in uh, Houston a few years ago. Yes, uh, I felt sorry for him. Great player, great humanitarian. Uh, I, I really do uh, feel sorry. Um, Couple, a uh, couple of other quick ones here. To what do we got? About f- less than five minutes. Uh, did you know? Now you probably knew this, and I'm not saying for personal I, experience or anything like I, that. I don't know. Well, here you go. Do you know that religious conservatives in the Bible Belt search for online porn more than anybody else? I'm not surprised. And I mean, I, I think that, look, most people are out whoring it up Saturday night, and then they're in church Sunday morning, bleary-eyed and hungover, asking for forgiveness. I look. I, <laughs> I, I don't even don't even get me started on this. 
please. I, I, I mean, it's probably, it's, probably it's meant to laugh. It's not. It's meant to laugh at. Don't. Don't I, take it personal. There. I have seen that pornography on on the intertube. We do it to research it and see how we can help our fellow man by by oh, by ridding yeah. ourselves. Of all this vile and vitriol and, and, and pornography and those young ladies doing things with other young ladies. And, uh, I, I, I'll be right back. <laughs> now this happened, this here happened uh, a few months ago, but uh, this is the first I've seen of it. So it just like it happened yesterday. This is in South Africa, South Africa. But a pedophile preacher who raped a nine-year-old girl who, who died, or excuse me, has died after her father, the girl's father, severed his penis. Okay. He got that stuff whacked right with a machete. Bang, you're done, son. Okay. Okay. I'm, there, there, there is a certain, certain uh, things to be said for eye for an eye. In certain instances. And I uh, think I've told you this before. I think I've told you this before, but you know, I am all for reform in the criminal justice system and what have you, that people can be rehabilitated and whatnot. I'm sorry. When it comes to hurting a child, you're one and done as far as I'm concerned. Well, yeah. And a lot of the, you know, as, <laughs> as the rumor goes in prison, a lot of the, uh, the the tough guys feel the same way. You do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with a kid, though. You know exactly. They, they, they want no exactly. part of you, and you have to be segregated. Blah blah blah. And you know, look, look. We don't have time to get into this. We're we're about thirty seconds out. Uh, so let's not end on this note. Give me something happy and give you something. Give you something. Tell you something oh, good here. Here. Oh. here. The who? Tommy tonight. Eight o'clock, Eastern and Pacific time next week. I thought, by the way, I by, I thought you were supposed to do that last week. No, top, that was Rocky Horror. Or was Rocky Horror? Was last, that Rocky Horror? Yeah, that was Rocky Horror last week. Uh, okay, well, Tommy, who? Uh, go ahead, get it out That's of your system. That's all I got. That's all I'm you got. Sorry. That's all you got. That's all I got. By the way, next week. So next week, the sound uh, of music. The, the hills are alive in more ways than one. That they are. That will do it. Until next week. This is John Shannon. Adios. See ya.
This is Ed Van Ness. And I'm John Shannon. You found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. You can catch us live every Saturday at 10 a.m. by downloading the Radio TFI app. Enjoy the show. Adios. See ya.